Hey, we're back and we're here with the CEO of the hottest social network that's launched in the last couple months, Steve Krauss of Valtown. Okay, how is that for an intro? That, that's pretty good. That's pretty okay. good. Are you are you not under threat from all these like activity pub things <laughs> coming your way? Is that is that concerning at all? Uh, not particularly. I wouldn't. I I have vague aspirations and hopes that like Valtown could become more of a social network beyond like right now it's only tangentially a social network or it's like a tangent it's a social network mediated by code so um it's it's it's, it's more it's closer to npm than it is to twitter today uh, but i wouldn't be surprised if somehow it gets closer to a social network uh, but I, it's it's fuzzy how that could happen cool no it's just fun i think it's just kind of fun that we're in this revitalization period for the whole social yeah. networking so um it, i think it's great that you're pushing on the social stuff i feel like i, I want to poke someone's val i feel like that could be a good start uh bring that back from facebook mm. yeah that's actually yeah. pretty that's a good like poke might not be the right verb but i like the idea like what you're pointing at like i want to i want to interact with this thing uh, send someone a notification about this thing yeah but what's a val anyway Tell what, us, Steve. Yeah, yeah what, what are we even talking about? I have a whole town of them, but what's what's even one? Should, should I share my screen or or just talk in the air? What, what yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Here? Please. Okay, yeah. I guess I'll I'll share my screen. Uh, let's see. Um, all right. One sec. All right. So I, I have a, my, my lovely poem up here. Um, if GitHub Gist could run and AWS Lambda were fun, that is uh, what we're going for at Valtown. Valtown is a snippet of JavaScript or TypeScript that you write on our website. It runs on our servers and we give you a URL that you can share with friends, uh, kind of like a GitHub Gist URL, but also kind of like Lambda, it's immediately runnable and vocable uh, via an API. So some of the best of both worlds. It's also uh, one click to schedule it to run on an interval. There's some helpers to persist data, send emails to yourself. And uh, uh, you can import your own code and other people's code as easily as you tag someone on Twitter with like the at symbol at stevecross.foo will give you a variable called foo from my namespace. Boom, like right in your code. Um, and yeah, I could pause there. What, awesome. what are some of the... I was just saying, have you tried it out yet, Oz? I've not. No, I've not. But um... it's it is sweet. I um I played with it already, and I've done my favorite thing is console.email. Me being mm. a prolific console.logger, um, you know, print mm. debugging for the win. This lets you like, especially if you combine it with the cron stuff, you can email yourself every day. So if you want to like scrape some website, uh, I Steve, I feel like I've seen some good use cases around people looking up the tides for surfing and things like that yep. and then sending you that that totally. it just yeah it makes it really easy thank you yeah let's see let's find some cool so um you can like pull hacker news every so off 15 minutes hour day whatever for keyword matches for posts from people you want to follow uh, so that's that's this this is one of our, our like most popular vows we turned it into like a mini app and I, and I could talk about this like there's a funny tension between a script and an app that you like install um, this is really just like a script that you fork 
where we just change the buttons to like say the install instead say the word install but really it's just like a fork kind of a thing uh so oh yeah I, I guess I can kind of walk through the code uh let's see so it, it takes an array and then it's it it pulls hacker news for latest posts and then it gets these posts formats them into like an html email and then if there are any posts it will send you an email using that console.email thing uh, and so I guess there's a lot going on here but one thing I'll call your attention to is how like small and snippety and composable each of these pieces are like each each val is defi defined in terms of other vowels which are defined in terms of other vowels. we've made a diagram here for this particular one to show like how this vowel is defined in terms of this vowel which is defined in terms of this vowel which is defined in terms of this vowel and finally hits like the Agolia Hacker News API um, so anyways that's that's one use case so Steve, this is yeah. um, you know obviously designed to be the next unicorn. It's going to blow up, and you mostly started it to make a lot of money. But give us the origin story. Like, did you have a did you have like a particular user um, experience in mind, a particular kind of programmer or a particular kind of programming that you wanted to to uh, build this for? Great, yeah, great question. Uh, there there are a couple of different ways to tell this story. Um, I, I the proximate answer to your question, like the real instigation of Valtown was I, uh, I'm starting kind of in the middle. I like had long wanted to start a developer tools programming languages company, uh, and we can talk about why that was something I wanted to do. Uh, and there was this investor that had invested in a lot of successful dev tool companies, and we became friendly. And uh, I asked him what I should work on, and he was like, "I have this idea for you," and and it was really the idea for Valtown. So that's the proximate cause of where Valtown Steve, came Steve, from. I feel like I did a little poking around your website and you're definitely one of those people who uh, I aspire to be the sort of working in public type person, um, kind of to the extreme. So I encourage people to check out your website. It's amazing. I, I think I do a good job setting goals for myself and I, I've got a, a lot to learn. But I feel like this idea, you've been poking at this for many years. I saw this project where you were thinking about how can I blow up spreadsheets to be able to talk to each other? Uh, and I know you, yeah. um, I wanted to spend some time talking about even the, the earlier stuff you're working on, but for me, I feel like Valtown looks like it's, I don't know if it's a culmination, but it's this second or third wave of something you've been really tugging at for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So great, uh, point. Uh, yeah. From another perspective, like this VC telling me what to work on, is like a totally dishonest telling of a story because yeah. I've been, I've been like prototyping towards something like Valtown for a long time um uh, like I, I i guess if you just look at the slice of like a, an ide in your web browser that runs like server-side code that's something that i've researched a lot uh I, i've always been like uh, a user of those services like i was a big user of cloud nine back in the day and replit and, and things like that um but I never saw like where the vc comes in is i never saw like the business potential for something like this uh, like I didn't see how big it could be if you get it right and like and like some core strategy decisions of like what not to work on what to work on uh and and so a lot of that came from the venture capitalist he like he like took a lot of the work I was doing and was like drop most of it like let's just nail this one piece and like here's how it could be a really scalable venture backable business and uh, yeah so so it's a, it was a good combination of like many years of research and prototyping with someone who had like a business 
vision. So it got it sort of got you out of the idea maze where it like you could be exploring things yes. forever and it said just carve this. Okay, interesting. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. Like so, before him, I was working on like a backend as a service kind of stuff. I was working on a front end framework. He was like, no, no, no. You want to be running server side code. You want to be the default place where everyone goes to write code. Like you want every, like, instead of linking to Postman, you want every API to be linking to vowels. Like, here's how you call me. Here are like vowels that have called me in the past. Fork these vowels. You can call me via these vowels. You, you just want to be like, yeah. There should be no dead code in the internet. And anytime someone wants to explain a computer science concept, it should be an embedded vowel. Uh, like he 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 had like this this vision for um that and and it made, yeah it made a lot of sense to me especially because i'm like really inspired by twitter and like a, a web primitive github repos twitter tweets about town vows that's like part of what we're trying to do with Oz, i know you're trying to jump in too but uh sorry it feels like the only equivalent is something that feels way heavier, whether it's like a Jupyter notebook and you have to like get, you know, uh, in a collab environment or even like pull up GitHub code spaces. Whereas I feel like Valtown, you've settled on something where I'm instantly editing, I'm instantly there and I can just shift enter and I go. And I, that's what that to me feels majorly different from what I've seen before. But Oz, um, what's your take on this? Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like there's, you know, when people talk about programming, if they say the word programmer or software engineer or something like they're immediately talking about themselves they're like they're they're describing the kind of programmer who's themselves but there's such a broad range of people who are manipulating software and it's very hard to draw the line at some point it's like okay now you're working with a Turing complete language like so what like mm. uh, someone else who's not doing that is achieving yeah. other things like isn't that the important thing or okay you're clicking buttons as part of it like does that really really matter like if you've got a mental model of clicking of how the clicking buttons manipulates the code is that like less programming than someone who's typing but who has less of an understanding mm -hmm. of how the verbal tokens are, are doing things mm -hmm. so anyway this is this broad spectrum and i i'm really interested to hear like steve's personal motivation to go after this group of programmers mm -hmm. which you know is also us at certain times right like charlie you're not going to build big systems on this next year but uh, and you are going to build big systems in other ways that you're going to run yourself but you're also you're going to do your own projects where you don't want a big system for this and uh, this is going to be the best tool for the job for some things that you do um i'm going to be interested in like the person for whom this is the best tool for the job most of the time mm. or, or even all the time and i assume that for steve there's this like i mean there are a lot of people out there i shouldn't say a lot a handful of people out there who are very motivated by delivering something for end user programmers even that term's a bit weird like where do you draw the line on end user programmer like what you know what about the person who's just a little bit beyond that who prefers prefers to use these tools but could use something else but anyway there is a draw towards that kind of programmer where it's not about like the power tools that uh professional or you know many hours of the day programmers are using or something very cautious about all these words i want to i want to create caveats and not mm -hmm. like uh, not not box any program into any place but steve i'm wondering like is is there um a legible motivation that you have for building tools for let's say this audience for want of a better word however you want to describe this audience yeah um well i guess maybe i'll start by saying that I want, like the plan has always been to start with like a wedge 
and then expand. So we we want to serve, uh, we want to like keep expanding like the audience of programmers we serve. Uh, and one day we do want to win fairly scalable real world use cases. Like will Facebook ever use us to run like core Facebook infrastructure? Probably not. Will Facebook use us to like show off examples in their documentation, hopefully. Uh, but like, will like medium-sized startups use us or like, or like medium-sized companies? I hope so. Like that, that, that is the plan. Um, and so like, from that perspective, it was more about sequencing. Uh, like we could have built a system that was like very reliable and scalable, but less usable to start. And then like try to improve usability, but we kind of went the other way where we're trying to build a system that's really easy, fun to use, but not that scalable. And we're trying to add the scalability down the line uh so i just want to start there uh why did we start the way we did it just felt like that was where the opportunity was like if you want something scalable there's already aws lambda there's already cloudflow there's a, like everything already exists in that like there are a lot of competitors in that space when like it felt like the real innovation for us was building this like new web primitive thing that was like easy to use quick to get started it's like emerges it a place where you're writing and running and developing code like a REPL but like also it's like instantly deployed so it felt like there was so Oz, an opportunity Oz, uh, there a couple episodes ago Oz uh, and I were chatting and um, Steve a lot of our podcast theme has been around and finding ways to do that and we've been unpacking um the uh, you and your research by uh, Hamming out mm -hmm. of Bell Labs, and I know you're, yeah. you're a big researcher into that stuff. And I, it was a couple of weeks ago, and I was really excited about something. I even talked about it on the podcast, and it was me recreating this long defunct startup called olife.com. And I think it was even a YC company back in the day. And all it, you know, I think maybe this is part of the problem. All it was was a way where it kept a daily journal and it emailed uh, you every day with a prior entry, and you just replied to it and it saved it and then flung it back to you and then i i did this for about a year and then the company went under and i found valtown and i very quickly started having fun and that like that having fun mm -hmm. feeling led me down this mm -hmm. direction where i basically re-implemented i remember i reached out to you on discord for some help with this um and i sort of got i'm still halfway there but i was able to re-implement this thing and i came back to oz and i was like oz i had fun programming and i and mm -hmm. it was like great and i was like oz you want me to tell you about it and Oz was like I don't even care. I'm just happy that you had fun. Uh, and I feel like that, that is a really good wedge for me. Um, and mm -hmm. then I think, yeah, like I would like to bring that to work. And I also feel like there are folks, um, I, I feel like you've done an analogy with Zapier and some of these other like marketing automation -y type tools where this gives you like a little bit more uh, for folks who get really good at that, if they want to go slightly under the hood. So I don't know. I just want to say, I think the tackling fun and having fun a wedge really worked for me. Is that is that fun thing? I know it's in your your mantra at the beginning, but I feel like you've achieved that, and it feels like you're deliberately headed towards that. Is that a fair assessment? Mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You you're you're complimenting me in the way that I'd like to be complimented. That that's exactly <laughs> what we're going for. And like going back for like the first conversation I had with my investor Dan, he was like, uh, he's like, I'm gonna know you're succeeding if people are doing weird niche things in your platform that are just like cool and and yeah and so like that's exactly what we're going for they're like weird it's like it's important that it's not enterprisey or startupy to start like it should be very mm -hmm. much fun and then like i think 
the like the genius behind it is like you were like i want to bring that to work and it's like almost you want to bring the feeling of fun to work and it's yeah, like yeah. why we want to bring like you want to bring github into work and it's like the bottom-up sales motion of a lot of like developer tools companies where it's like fun at a hackathon and you want to bring fun into your day job where we're like eventually you can make money uh but yeah we're still in that fun phase for sure the the most fun thing about that would be if you could walk in and be like you know monday morning obviously and be like hey that legacy hundred thousand line system that everyone hated maintaining where there were cryptic error messages all the time i just blew it all up i just came in over yeah. the weekend <laughs> placed it with a couple of vowels like called other vowels and that's it we've got this now that that would be fun <laughs> Yeah, particularly if you get fired fun. for it, wouldn't that be fantastic? You just like do this <laughs> heroic act. Everyone loves you for it, uh, except management because you made someone look bad. And you, I mean, this is just this is just me fantasizing, <laughs> yeah. showing up, fixing Zoom, and <laughs> replacing a couple of things. The weight room logic with a vowel, and then the, and then leaving again. Uh, you haven't had to deal with a manager in a while, so that's I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're just yeah, you're you're lucky. You're saying I'm already having fun. Yeah, you're already having fun. I'm Steve, sure you're you, a fun uh, manager, Charlie. I'm would fun. You, yeah, I'm. I'm great. You encourage. Uh, I would your, love if people. Can, I should encourage, encourage you. Yeah. So here's the thing, Steve. Yeah, I know. I, I it's hard to see you. I feel like one of the problems with enterprise world is like, oh, but it has to be on prem. And are you just ignoring all that? Mm -hmm. Have you started to hear that nonsense about like we don't want to send our data? Or are you not even engaging yet with folks who might have those sort of concerns? Yeah. Yeah, it hasn't hasn't really come up yet. Yeah. Uh, not in a practical way. Like, like occasionally people will make an offhand comment about it, but um, usually I don't hear about it. Like people just if if you just start using us at work, and they're just using us at work, it, it either works or it doesn't. Um, yeah, I like my one success story, uh, or like one of my best success stories is someone started using us at work and paying for us. And then they forgot that they were paying for us. And they, so they signed up again and started paying for us a second time. And I sent them an email being like, hey, you're paying for us twice. And they were like, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, uh, like it, it was like such a cheap amount. Like we, we charged $10 a month that they were like, they won't notice. Like, I'm happy to pay $20 a month. You're a great service. Uh, so like, that's the stage I'm at. They're like, uh, the people, they're like free programmers who are like $10 a month. This is way too expensive. Like, I want to pay for usage. I want to be paying three cents a month because that's all I'm using. And then there are like people at companies who are like, this is uh, nobody's even going to notice if I accidentally pay for two subscriptions. Do you feel yeah. as if the, um, are you enthusiastic about the business side of this problem space? Because yeah, very much you're going for, you're going for a company rather than, hey, this is an open source tool that I'm throwing out there in the world and you can kind of deploy it on your own. And I feel like that, uh, that might distract you from working on console.sms or console.push notification that I saw you talking about. So there's so many fun product tech oriented things. You're CEO, you're got, you or someone else you hire is going to have to be business hat. Is that, is that concerning at all? Is that something you want to be doing? No, yeah, I'm happy to do it. Um, it's just, I think it's like not the current stage, like the current yeah. stage is like, I got to build a lovable product that people tell their friends about and uh like the main challenge i'm working on right now is i want vows to go viral or like i want vows to be on the front page of hacker news and then the funnel needs to connect like you need to see a val on hacker news you click on it you maybe fork it you learn what valtown is you sign up for valtown 
you make some cool vowels, eventually one of your vowels is on the front page of Hacker News, and that infects other people with love for Valtown, and and then and then I'm you know off to the races. So that that's like that loop is what I'm focused on, uh, and like there, like and if I can achieve that sort of virality, then a lot of business things become a lot easier. Like like GitHub or Dropbox or Slack, you know, like if you achieve product virality, and it's like somewhat sensible how you would charge money for this from, from a business uh it's like it's not it's not so hard or or at least the investors i talk to aren't worried about it like i'm really i'm really like focused on my my stage like you're asking me questions about i have to succeed here before i have that right. problem exactly. you're staying focused that's good steve i'm i'm fascinated about I, i'm not sure if you see this as tangential or the same thing but uh what seduces a programmer like, what is the article that gets to Hacker News that's like, oh, I, I want to read that article. And then it's like, mm -hmm. oh, well, this article was about, I don't know, rewriting something in Rust gratuitously. Um, and, <laughs> and you're inspired to also gratuitously rewrite something in Rust. Or like, it's an article about configuring Vim in some way. And you're inspired to throw away your perfectly functioning text editor and pick up Vim and configure it like from scratch yourself or something. It's like there, there are some things, some activities that are seductive yeah. for programmers. Yeah. Um, and totally. uh, like, it, it doesn't really make sense a lot of the time to me. And, uh, you know, trying to pull yeah. the thread of like, why is it that people are doing this? Like why as a community are, are people like expending their free energy on this kind of activity and then like telling their friends and they're doing it as well. Do you, have, do you have a kind of feel on like uh do you have a model of what programmers find seductive that's a good question and i'm not we're not doing a great job of it um of making vows go viral at the moment um we have like been we've gotten on the front page of hackers a bunch uh but not in like a repeatable way uh let's see what well, I guess, thoughts, to me, so. I guess that like emotions that you might feel. I feel like the people, the criticism of Hacker News, it's negative, very frankly. And like people mm, are sort of like, sure. I want to tear this down or the classic Dropbox yeah. that you could build this in a weekend. I'm sure someone said that about yeah. Val or they're, or they're going to. And yet sometimes yeah. you post something and it is just a delightful bit of computer history and you have this yeah, very yeah. positive experience. So there's, I don't know, it's just, it's like many things on the internet. It's like, going to the basest human emotions and that probably is true for the programmer class as well yeah like so i guess one of our, like in terms of baser things like one of our most successful blog posts ever was talking about why we left uh, Superbase and like what we didn't like about it and what and what we moved to and um that did unbelievably well on hacker news which is just like us kind of like tearing something down which is you know we tried to do it really respectfully with the Superbase team uh, but still, uh, it is appealing to that vibe uh, in Hacker News. Uh, uh, let's see what what have I been trying? I so um, I don't know if you guys know Dan G, the moderator of Hacker News. Uh, his username is D A N G, so some people call oh, him yeah, Dan yeah. in okay. their head. Um, yeah, he's fantastic, and I often send him notes, like asking for feedback on posts, like why do you think this didn't go viral, or can you help me give this a second chance? I actually had the reverse happen when our like Hacker News uh, follow bot was on the front page. That anything that's about Hacker News is demoted because it like it's like too much like catnip for the Hacker News community. 
So uh, that was actually kind of a bummer, but you know, I think that's fair. Uh, we have a bunch of uh, ideas uh, on like have, how to. I was just gonna say, it's like, sometimes it's frustrating that this is such a, it's like the go-to place. And you like getting that, everyone feels that sense of pride, oh, I'm number one or I'm on the front page and everything. And yeah. I kind of wish there were other, some other outlets for this. Like there's, I know there's lobsters and things like that, but I've often longed, like I, I know GitHub on their front page is starting to have a sort of feed. And yeah. when I'm really bored, when I've yeah. gone through my Twitter and I've gone through even my LinkedIn, then I'm like, oh, let me go to GitHub <laughs> and see what I can see here. I feel like- Even my LinkedIn, Charlie? You're going I, through the I'm LinkedIn feed? Oz, I'm a manager. Someone might be sharing an interesting Harvard Business Review article that I'm <laughs> that I'm gonna like. It's bad. So it's yeah. Bad. Well, so yeah, we have trending on Valtan. Um, okay. So you can like Val's, and um, I have a you know a little algorithm implemented in Postgres that just uh, like there's a number of likes plus if you have a read me divided by like like the amount of hours since you posted it squared kind of thing. You know, <laughs> pretty straightforward algorithm <laughs> yeah uh that's from your so, data science team sure. yeah exactly no it's, it's it's from me it's from me it's one line it's like in line in code uh uh hey Steve, it's what do you better what do like, you find fun when like as a programmer right, yeah. like yeah, what yeah. is the so what is the that, fun program yeah, I was gonna say, Dan G. His like his biggest thing is if you're doing something for the purposes of virality, or if you're doing it as content marketing, it's not gonna work. Like it has to be like in your heart something you intrinsically find fun. So the thing that we've been doing as a company is we've been reserving Thursdays. We skipped this Thursday because like we were all sick this week, but we've been doing Thursdays are make cool val days, and you can do whatever you want all day as long as you're like we have to bar people from committing to GitHub because like sometimes it's easier to just like work on the product and it is like express yourself creative creatively and like make something with the product. But anyways, uh, so we've been doing these make cool validates. So I can tell you, yeah, what I've been working on. Uh, so I, one of my passion projects, one of my side projects is um, uh, date me docs. I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter, but um I'm single, I'm dating. And so there's this practice where you create like a public Google doc or notion doc about, so yeah, it's like a, a Google doc date me dating profile. Uh, mm -hmm. And I saw people making these. And so I made a database of them, just a notion database of them called date me dot directory. And so I made like a series of vowels around date me docs. So you can like poll for new ones. If you want to get a notification when anyone submits a new date me doc, uh, I have I have vows for that. I think I have a couple other date me doc vows. Uh, I'm forgetting what those were. You want to show us real quick what this looks like? Like if uh, I wanted to peruse the date me doc directory, how does what does that look like? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so date me dot directory is just like a link to my Notion site that explains what a date me doc is, and then it's just a directory of names and links, and you can it's like a Notion thing, so you can like filter and sort based on these parameters. And then like, just to pick a random, you know, I don't hear, I'm trying to, I guess I should do mine because I don't want to like embarrass someone uh, on this podcast. Like this is my date me doc. And it's no, not not so long, not so short. Um, there, are, there are ones that are longer, so some that are shorter. Um, and you could like submit your date me doc and yeah, some like FAQ stuff. I, I was just interviewed by the, the New York Times about date me docs. And it's causing a lot of 
drama in the date me doc world because there's this real tension between some people who like are like it's a public website the whole point is i want as many eyeballs as possible i think like the new york times interviewed you great like i'm excited uh and then on the other end of the spectrum it's like i was a little bit worried about this this public html thing to begin with the new york times is way too many people please delete my my entry so that's like what i've been dealing with in the last um little while um but here where's my i wrote an essay about date me docs uh, where's the, and are you going to show the cron job for yeah, uh, for um, this? yeah. where is my i don't i think maybe i didn't publish it yet here let me okay. let me find the link for it because i think the reason i didn't publish it is because i was i just didn't feel like it was um yeah i don't think i published it yet one sec no. um i shouldn't feel like it was like gonna be successful and so i just sat on it but i can show it here okay uh so the date me doc protocol um and like this article is about notifications and i'm like branding dating date me docs more like a protocol unlike a dating app um and so it's more like html and css like it it's it's all public basic technology so you can build things on top of it and so i I'm, oh yeah, so the first thing I do is I parse out the HTML and turn it into a, um, oh, fascinating. Uh, I turn <laughs> it into a- We're gonna do some live debugging here. Yeah. Yeah, I could, here, let, here, let me hit run yeah. and see, or let me click on this. Here, click, oh, I'm not logged in. I feel like uh, everything's a protocol. Protocol, it's like the summer of protocols this year. Um, okay. Let's see. Yeah, everything's a protocol. Everything's an operating system. Everything's a protocol. All right, hit save. Let's see how long this takes. Okay, no, this time it, it did return. Um, so it like it fetched all of the profiles out of the HTML. So what this I wrote this like fetch table val that fetches the content of a URL, like fetches the text and then parses it, parses out a table. So this like assumes that there's one HTML table on the page and the headers are headers. And anyways, just like a helper function I made for myself. That's like one of the things that people like about Valtown. It's like a place to put all your little helper utility functions. I would poke this Val. <laughs> yeah. It's a good Val. Uh, well, poking. we're adding comments. Like, that, that, that might be next week. Like, well, so that it's likable. Um, oh, there you go. Okay, Writing comments. So you can um so you can like leave a comment like neat, whatever, fun. Yeah, or like um I think a very common pattern we'll see. So I'm I'm like the the proto user of Valtown. And like what I often do is I see someone's vow and I'll want to comment on it, but I can't. And so I'll find some other way to contact them and I will fork their vow, change it, and then send them a link to my forked vow. And I think that behavior will move into comments and maybe we'll have some a protocol for like mini pull requests but anyways, that's a little bit speculative um this this we just launched an hour ago which i'm very excited about it it's it's um here i'll zoom in it's at the bottom we show you like the result of the last five runs so like the last run had an error but the three before that had no errors this one had no errors yeah so i like this little little card that's cool executions Steve, this one's so complex that I feel like you sort of do need a mental map sometimes 
and like to actually yeah. show the the sequence diagram is that something you're considering because it i feel oh, like yeah. i could potentially get lost totally yeah yeah that's definitely required um observable has a really have you guys seen how observable does this no um i i i could i, I don't know if you yeah I, I feel like i'll use twemx because twemx is cool um like i know that i tweeted about this because when it came out i ugh, i don't see it um observable hat like had a dependency thing uh ah here we go nope that's that's me tweeting about valentine all right i'll just go to observable um um all right th this this i don't know if i should show this but whatever it's it's our um it's our user oh, growth yeah. uh, chart like, like you said i build them i build in public um <laughs> so so here's this mini map that as far as i remember it should oh here yeah so like i click on data and it says data is defined in terms of these other two variables so if you click on something it, it tells you like this is used in these two de definitions so it, it like yeah, it shows cool. yeah the, the like you know really cool this data is like defined in terms of these things and used over here Th that sort of view i think yeah it will be really good for valtown it also like, reminds me of like oh go ahead oz i was gonna say I, I like the compactness clean design they've obviously put a lot of thought into that but it would be more fun if it looked like a zachtronics game where you had all of the like nodes and the data like visually flowed from one to another and you mm. could like fast yeah, forward yeah. or rewind that would be fun speaking of fun and there were yeah. small why they did it like had, uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, so yeah. There, there have been a bunch of people who, who have node and wire languages and they have been embedding vows uh, in those yeah I, I, we definitely have been getting a lot of that energy um we, we we just um are releasing our first real foray into like our api like we, we for a long time we've had an api where you can run vows via url but we're now releasing an api where you can get vows list vows search for vows get likes reference like all the data uh via api because like the community they're programmers and, and they're into like tools and so they're like really it seems like there's a lot of pent-up energy to make tools on top of Valtown if we just give people the API for it. So I'm excited about like uh, releasing that. Um, like for example, error notifications when your Val errors. Um, like we could have built something that just tries our best to detect when your Val errors and then send you an email, but like debounce it and throttle it based on various heuristics. Uh, but instead of doing that, we built an API that lets you query for past runs and filter for whether or not they have they errored or not and so then 100 percent in user space you can just pull every 15 minutes or every minute or whatever uh uh for new errors and then it's 100 percent code so you can like there could be like a bit like a marketplace uh of vows that people share about error notifications so steve steve are you uh do you feel like you're living up like your dream life right now uh like you're like you've been wanting to do this for a while now you've got a company you're doing it you hired people i saw you tom mackwright is working with you who's super cool he, like rates hills online which i always love those blog posts like are you you're doing it are you super happy yeah 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 i am living the dream okay that's awesome i mean i say yeah. I, I like i'm asking this seriously as someone like i've always wanted to 
like I'm like, oh, maybe I should start a company, everything. And I just love how deliberate and you've had a lot, you've had many shots on goal here. And now it feels like, I don't know if we're, if like, is this the most momentum that you felt behind one of your projects or is this, you're still sort of like, oh, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I'm just curious about the headspace about, about where you're at right now. Yeah. Uh, my headspace is that it's going quite well. Yeah. Like recruiting Tom was, uh, definitely a highlight. Um, and we have like a, a bunch of people who use it and like a, a medium number of people who love it, uh, like yeah. maybe small to medium number of people who love it. Uh, and I'm just like laser focused on like, can I pull off the product market fit thing? Can I pull off the like 5% weekly growth every week thing? Uh, and it's like, it's almost mystical for someone who's like, hasn't pulled it off. Like I've been at companies that have it and it's mm -hmm. like, Cool. but it, it was an enterprise company so like it, i feel like there's something about pulling it off in consumer and i feel like i'm kind of in consumer so anyways yeah. I, I, I maybe maybe it's a hedonistic treadmill you'll catch me in a year and i'll pull it off and, and i'll still be like ah like i have this new challenge but if i don't if i don't do this like it'll all be for nothing uh so yeah i, I still so feel like I, I was just saying i love like so an environment where you know again talking about meaningful work and everything you're probably going to bed thinking about vows you're probably waking up with a good idea for a vow. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you're thinking about other things too, but I love that you've been imbued with a project where it's like, I just can't wait to get in front of a computer or put on my Apple virtual VR kit mm. and like start coding on Valtown. So I, it, I just want to <laughs> say that I'm jealous. That's so awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. And it's also maybe not quite as <laughs> as romantic as you, as you uh, paint it. Because like where... Uh, it's it's a lot of like am I, am I working on the right thing like are, are is a team working on the right thing this week like should i be focused on something else uh yeah there's a lot of like doubt and uh like there are things that i think might help us grow that like aren't fun to do that i have to do anyway so i'm totally living the dream i wouldn't have it any other way but uh i won't i i won't uh like it, i think maybe you're describing like the first three months when it was like okay uh like i'm just hacking i'm hacking away like like you have today, another like, startup steve do you have another startup idea where you're like mm, i need to just put this on the back burner until val like has have these other shiny uh, ideas started to come yeah. in or no yeah uh okay. I, i'm like there are things like I, there are things when i'm programming in valentine i'm like ah if only there was like an api that was like yeah. so easy to reach for um as like a user of Valtown. And I'm trying to like kind of pull those from people. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't think I have a great answer to that question. But like an example is that like rate limiting is a common problem on Valtown. And uh, there was someone who made a full API. Maybe you saw this on Twitter, rlimit.com. It's mm -hmm. like he, he built it on top of Cloudflare workers. It's like a mini API service. And it, it's a fun idea. I think it it's like a small surface area that you can really polish and so i've been like pulling like valtown specific compatibility features from him that would work well so if valtown succeeds i could see a lot of apis being built for valtown or like customizing themselves to be like well suited for valtown cool steve what um what got you into programming oh yeah um 
so I really fell in love with computers uh, in like an IT sort of way. Like I just liked being the computer guy. Like I'd fix your internet or like get your camera, your photos off your camera kind of a thing. I just like, I got into magic too. Like I just liked being a person who knew something you didn't so I could like sh like help you do the thing. Uh, and how, how old yeah, were you just like you, arcane when you had this, you were like yeah well so like the story that I've been told I, that I don't remember is that like as a three-year-old my dad would ask me for help in the tv and I think there's like a synergetic relationship between like a dad being helpless and a kid being fearless about technology that like kind of got me addicted to like helping people with technology uh and yeah, like in third grade, I was like the teacher's helper, or like the IT guy, the IT kid. Um, and then, yeah, magic, I was like in, in my teenage years. And the, uh, and the, I guess where I, um, someone parlayed my interest in IT into an interest in computer science. So that that was, that's like the next part of the story. How did, there was this yeah, after school program. Yeah, so, so there's this after school program uh, near where I grew up called IMAX, the Institute for Mathematics and Computer Science that um really taught like mathematics and computer science and they're like we'll teach you about computers and programming we'll get back to that like first we're going to teach you computer science and they never got back to it it was a total like bait and switch um but i fell in love with computer science uh and um i don't know are you familiar with seymour papert yeah and yes. logo oh, yeah. and yeah okay great um so Mindstorm. but yeah exactly yeah. so um so it was logos what i learned um and then scheme and then haskell and then they like threw java in there just so i could take the ap exam and i went from being a kid who hated math and was bad at math and just generally like disengaged from school to being someone who really loved math and was good at math and like good at school and uh i knew it had something to do with logo and computer science but i i i thought it was like an accident i thought like yeah, it was it was somehow an accident and I was going to like uncover what happened and recreate it. And then I read Seymour Papert in college. and I was like, oh, my God, like this was all on purpose. Uh, it was like so on purpose. Uh, so that was pretty mind blowing. And that's like, I guess, you know, that was 10 years ago when I read um, Mindstorms. And ever since then, I've been really interested in programming languages and developer tools, changing the way your brain works. Uh, so that's what it was at IMAX. You had a kind of, uh, does he call it math lab? Like the kind of uh, surrounding environment of like wanting to be, of like naturally yep. picking up French. Is that what it was like at IMAX? That, yeah, that, yeah. That activation? Yeah, it was, it provided like the context for, for me to play with mathematical ideas. Like it, it, it programming, in the right kind of math land like in logo with the right kind of context so you need it well so one thing you need a teacher who can like engage with you on the one hand and on the other hand you need a computer to push yourself up against because mathematics when it's like pencil and paper and like the feedback loop is like you hand in your homework to the teacher and then like the next day or the next week you get like red marks is like the world's worst video game but if but like programming is an amazing video game and like when you're programming JavaScript, it's not very mathematical, but there are like things, there are like debugging techniques that you can learn that are mathematical. But Logo is is quite mathematical uh, and, and it's good fodder for conversations with a, a teacher who can like guide you through that kind of thing. Yeah, it makes Ozzy, sense. Are you, you going to create a math land 
in Australia? Is that is that part of the vision down there? Uh, well, I I feel like I'm doing this kind of thing for my kids, and then if that stretches to the broader community, then then maybe. But uh, yeah, at the moment, it's very much like more physical science land, where it's like, uh, how can we have oh. a surrounding? So, Steve, I'm on a remote property in Australia now. We used to live in the Bay Area. Now we live in the opposite of the Bay Area, wow. uh, which is like you can't <laughs> see the neighbors kind of thing. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, and I'm going to homeschool and I think the homeschool experience is basically going to be like recreating civilization, you know, not quite from scratch because we have some aspects of it, but, uh, build as much as we can from the surrounding environment. So I feel like I that's, bought a the, I bought this cause you tweeted about it Oz, already. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know that book specifically, but that's, um, yeah, that's or did the, someone recommended. Yeah. 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 Someone recommended what yeah. I, okay. um, but yeah, the yeah, caveman nice. chemistry. I've been, I've been on a, a kind of. I can't find it's all out of print. I can't find a copy that's not like a hundred dollars. But I think I might just buy it. Oh, you can't <laughs> find it on Abe or something. Oh, I should, I should look. That. I mean, I, I think he that. also just publishes it freely. So, Steve, we're talking about a book that okay. I've been obsessed with recently called Caveman Chemistry. That's like, uh, mm. it's, it's the guy uses it as a chemistry textbook, but it's basically like Nanta Tetris for the physical world. You know, Nanta Tetris yeah 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 so like chapter one of caveman chemistry you start a fire it's like you know here are some good ideas for <laughs> fire. and um uh but then you know everything builds on on itself and so like four or five chapters in you're smelting you're smelting bronze and it's like you're using a crucible <laughs> that you made in the pottery chapter and as flux you have uh potassium that you got from potash that you got from your fire this is just like nanotetris of the physical world Anyway, I, I feel like that kind of thing where, you know, it's not really instruction. It's more like uh, a kind of set of challenges with feedback. Like uh, at the end of the chapter, there's a quality control. Did you actually get bronze? Uh, and, you know, sometimes it's like, did your fire start or not? Uh, and it's the same kind of like, um, uh, I don't know if he's intending it to be like an addictive feedback loop of I managed to create or not create a thing, but it is that feeling of like, I'm getting feedback from the real world. I'm not just like balancing an equation and uh, I'm being told by my teacher that it's right or wrong. And like, do I even care uh, versus- And it's, it's joint problem solving with the teacher. It's like the, you're encountering a scenario that the teacher is finding it challenging too, uh, which, which I think that's a key part of what Seymour Paper says. Like the teacher is not, doesn't have all the answers, which is, uh, yeah. which is great. Yeah, it's interesting to think about yeah, like how his his perceived role of the teacher, or more so like people who have been inspired by mindstorms, like how much they put uh, attribute to the like environment versus like a mentor mm -hmm. or a teacher figure there, like how important they they feel that. Like um, some people are just totally. People were talking about the. You know, do you guys know the forty two school? in france in france yeah there's oh, one yeah. in the bay area yeah. too yeah. actually okay yeah. yeah um but uh and it's just the environment yeah it's, it's just like, like there's no group. teachers you, you just get a bunch of computer science problems for like two years or something yeah. and it's peer-to-peer -peer, and you've just got a bunch of failing tests and like yeah i feel like that's fantastic and doesn't work for a lot of people yeah. but for the for the people for whom it works it's gonna work so well but then you're like, what if you added a teacher, just one teacher? It doesn't even need to be a teacher. It's just like <laughs> someone who's excited about this stuff, who can like get you back on track occasionally 
just consider the yeah. one teacher maybe yeah <laughs> yeah or just like a couple kids from the last session to like ta yeah 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 right yeah. like something like that um but i wonder with Valtown as well sorry go, go ahead go ahead I wonder with Valtown as well, like um, what role there is beyond the system as feedback. Like, is there, uh, you know, going back to the it being the next new social network, uh, is there also uh, a kind of um, feeling that we want as programmers of um, uh, like the community responding to what mm. we've created, and uh, like yeah, like yeah. the demo scene people, you know, it's like they can go into a cave for a month. And come up with this amazing demo but like if nobody saw it would they still do it like uh yeah, i mean yeah. it's it's the, the words even demo and there's a scene it's the demo scene uh, <laughs> yeah yeah like what is the are you thinking about the the environment uh versus the like mm. the scene the community on valtown yeah great question uh Right now, I'm just trying it all. Like, I we have a Discord that like I'm trying to foster and like cheer people on. And when people post their vows to Twitter or Hacker News, I'm trying to cheer them on there. And then we have the you know like we have trending on Valtown, so like we're trying to but like nobody goes to trending on Valtown to see except for me and like my team. I might. Uh, <laughs> you might. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Like maybe. Well, like, and then maybe there's like a, a way to like submit your thing for like it's ready to be demoed. Maybe that's like a a thing, or maybe we could have like a hack week or like a competition that's like a bit more of a container for these things with prizes. Uh, and then like this isn't what you were saying, but more like on the other end of like community engagement, but like help. Uh, like maybe there's a way to. Like right now it's just again on the discord like hey i'm working on this vow like can anyone help me and like it used to be just me but now like other people are chiming in and helping and then maybe if we had comments there could be like some sort of protocol to like put in your vow like i need help uh, and then like in the comments someone can like help you i i don't know i, I wonder I if there's like fundamental like um uh discord uh discord for, for you like a, a kind of conflict where if I'm thinking, this is, the conversation has made me think about like fundamentally what do programmers find fun, and um, yeah. like it's easy to say, well, they they like the non-enterprise stuff or whatever. They like the more sure. more, more playful things. But there's another aspect of it, which is that the, uh, programmers like problems. Problems need to be challenging, at least the right level of challenging. And as you get better as a programmer, the problems get harder and harder to the point where we create kind of constraints for ourselves. To make it fun at all and so like the demo scene stuff i think a lot of people find that fun because mm. of the constraints of the environment not just yeah. like showing off what they've created yeah but that it's that it's resource constrained yeah. and similarly like there are mm. code golf communities and there are people who write yeah. things gratuitously in rust uh you know for for, for um yeah. for the challenge of having it in rust and like all these things where it's yeah. like you could have taken the easy approach but that wouldn't have been fun and so yeah. you took the hard approach yeah uh, yeah so i wonder if there's a conflict there for you because a lot of what you're doing is making uh making things easier to make them fun right like i don't think it's fun to to pause a, a, a website that changes all the time so that i can get a table of data like i like that you wrote that function for me i will i will use that i'll put yeah. that uh but <laughs> 
but like is there a conflict there between making things easier and so making them less fun like what's the fun yeah yeah that's great uh yeah i think you're totally right that there's a tension there it i guess like we're probably leaning into it's fun to make something useful in the way that like making an npm library or making an app is you like you you're tracking like the things you want to show off are like how many people use your function how many references you get how many downloads you get or installs it, how many people open issues or like yeah it, it's it, it we, we want you to get off more on making something useful than making something clever although like there are constraints to valtown and like people do exploit them and like we go crazy for them like uh in in the valtown readme's you can embed photos in the valtown express api you can return svgs and so someone came up with a way to construct svgs via the valtown api and then embed valtown svgs in valtown readme's and and so you can have like arbitrary fake buttons in valtown readme's that was like an amazing hack uh, on Val, yeah. So there, there is some limitation to the system that, like, uh, but it, but it really is about usefulness, and not about like code golf. There, there is an elegance to like writing a good Val, but yeah, it's more about like racking up those references, uh, and and so like we just uh, released a new API that lets you lets you get references via the API, and so like that's another thing we want to have as a notification. Uh, like anytime you, someone references your code, like maybe you want an email, like someone new referenced your code, like here's a link to it. I have a couple things that are flowing through my mind. One is my, I can't remember the word. I was just trying to look up a thesaurus, but um, he he's in, he worked with an education technology company and he was, we were talking about learning as kids. And he's like the best educational experiences. And he was talking about like hacking onto his uh, computers at uh, his school and everything is that the best education is like, I can't, it's like a little bit insidious. You're kind of, you feel like you're mm. doing something wrong. Mm. Uh, yeah, and that yeah. example you're talking, it's like, and you can learn something from doing wrong and then maybe you can like use it for good. You can use it for evil, but you've you've had this breakthrough and that is like the ultimate problem. Um, so that was one thing. The other, Steve, I, you know, again, I read a bunch of your site. I feel like your journey of, I'm going to explicitly target stuff for kids and I'm going to build mm. tools for kids. And then eventually the kids are like, I don't want to play with with toys i want to be using what real programmers use that is an interesting yeah. transition i think uh, related to this conversation and the last thing uh is as you were talking before about um that sort of community and there was a tweet flying around which was like steve jobs at some party in front of one of the macs at like andy warhol and a kid were there and the thing i think it was like the personal computer was never personal and i remember that too my mm -hmm. best experiences are me with my cousins surrounding me playing mm -hmm. some video game together and there's like a physicality with that that is uh related to this and sorry for jamming in three separate comments but i had a cue uh uh related to what you guys have been chatting about my callback function on that as well as when i when i yeah. i taught i briefly volunteered to teach uh like bay area high school kids uh programming and i just like walked into someone else's uh, program like uh, someone else's curriculum and they gave it to me and they're like, Oz, can you teach this? And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Uh, you, you know, you've been doing this for a while. Um, but it was like Python web development with Django. And um, and all the kids are like, how do I make a game out of this? And how do I, like the two questions were, how do I make a game out of this? And how do I put this on my phone to show my my friends? 
and uh it's like you know making a, a a web app with Django and learning about models and stuff that's a little bit too real I feel like uh where yeah. it's like if you'd use Pygame then maybe that was the that was the intersection right you don't want to use Scratch because it feels like a toy um you, yeah. you know you want to use something real like Python or JavaScript or whatever but you want to be able to show your friends um you know or or play yourself I guess but even the game I assume they wanted to like play the game with their friends or show their friends the game uh, I think there's definitely a um, kind of uh, like you get out of the 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 social feedback loop pretty quickly as a professional software developer, where it's like ah, your code is meant to sit over there on that server, and no mm. one's meant to see it. Mm. Uh, it's just meant to like be a thing that runs by itself, and like there's less less and less manifestation of it over time. You you know, as you get better, you're more of an infrastructure engineer, or you do more system design or something. Like it's the less less exposure. I think for a lot of people. Um, myself included, I have to say, it's harder to find that fun sometimes. You can like manufacture more like uh, opportunities to find that fun. Yeah, I, I, it's it'd be a total dream for me to see Valtem being used in classrooms, uh, or, or maybe to start, it'd be better if Valtem was used by students at home or like in after school programs kind of yeah more like self-directedly like like I, I it hasn't happened yet but I would love someone to tweet like my kid and I sat down with Valtown today and here's what we made together like I'm waiting I'm still waiting for that tweet maybe maybe one of you guys will be the one uh, uh yeah uh, our kids are pretty I, young but we'll do our best Steve. yeah <laughs> yeah I got a two-year-old I got a two-year-old yeah, well, two that I actually have to go run and help um right now okay but... Maybe we can, Steve, this is awesome. I feel like we could, you two can keep going or we'd love to have you back in a couple of weeks or months yeah. and check in and maybe spend more time on computer history. I would love that. Okay. Uh, did you. you have anything else you want to say? Because I, I unilaterally um, am Oh, one, just one final thing. I could have told yeah. you this offline, but I might as well say it in the recording as well. Steve, you got to talk to the the uh, Hack Club guys. Uh, talk to Zach Lada. Yes. Hey, Zach. Um, no, um, I don't, I, um, but I, I'm friends with the, with the other co-founder, Jonathan, who left a long, long time ago. Um, but anyways, I don't know Zach. Um, but, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be in touch with Zach. Also, also cool. Charlie, we're going to get Zach on the, on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We do. All right. I'm gonna go make some vows.